Welcome everybody to Haven of Horror. I've got Doolittle here with me discussing a very different type of film than the one we discussed before. Uh, it is <laughs> Return of the Living Dead 3. Uh, this yep. was my pick and we talked about uh, Audition last week, which was your pick. So let me ask you this before we get into the meat of this. Was this a whiplash for you from that last one? Uh, yeah, definitely. Because, <laughs> um, uh, well, you know, we'll probably get into it a lot more, but this is definitely, there's like, like this is like a serious movie, but like, in turn, it takes itself like seriously with the internal logic, but like, it's definitely a lot more campy in production value in comparison to audition. So that in that sense, there's a sense of whiplash. And also, it's not as disturbing as audition. Yeah. Um. So then let me ask you, since this was your first time seeing this one, and this movie, out of the entire like franchise, of five, I think there's like five films, this mm -hmm. one is the only one that isn't really comedic in the way that, like in a normal comedy way. Do you think this would have benefited from having more comedy? Uh... Um, might have. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that, um, I, cause the, the way it plays in the movie, like the dialogue is so melodramatic. It would have been like, if there was like a bit more like of like an awareness with it, that would have been nice. But, um, I think as it stands, it's, it's doing what it's setting out to do, you know? Okay. So then my other question, then this one gets a little more into the beginning of the film. Because we yeah. start with showing them performing experiments on the dead. Yeah. And the military in this is really incompetent. Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell if that was just for convenience's sake so that we can set up the third act. Or if it's supposed to be kind of satirical on, you know, the military's playing with things that are outside of its control and what well, yeah, I mean, because <clears throat> um, I've only seen the first film, like, once a long time ago, and I have not seen the second one, but from what I recall with the series, based on memory, is that the military uh, and, like, kind of the cover-ups do have, like, a big role within the franchise, so I just assumed that that was just being consistent with how the dead has been covered up in the past. Um, I just assumed that was why that was there um to set up but, but, but yeah i think that them being incompetent is also to be like consistent with that stuff uh but i don't know i i i have questions about that when we get to the um to the to the final act of the movie but specifically like the last 15 minutes because um this might be like a weird complaint but i'm not sure if like that stuff is supposed to be like funny or if it's supposed to be like dramatic because they are like cartoonishly incompetent uh <laughs> <laughs> you know so it's like am i supposed to care about this like you know it's it's that i think when you get into that that's when it gets a bit kind of confused and muddled and probably could have benefited from like another draft i think so speaking of drafts so this was written by john penny mm -hmm. um and looking here he has not had much of a Career. 
In fact, I have not heard of anything on Rit. Yeah, I I'm looking at his uh, filmography right now. I haven't really seen these movies. Never heard of them either. But more interestingly, it's directed by Brian Usenham. I may, I'm probably butchering mm. that pronunciation. Who has had somewhat of a career, uh, most noticeably for directing the Reanimator sequel, Bride of Reanimator. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, and it's uh, actually, I guess I should say both Reanimator sequels, uh, which progressively get worse. But it kind of has that same hallmark of we're kind of a dark, we're kind of dark, over the top. But what the real appeal is, is the special effects. And uh, at least for me personally, this nails the effects. Everything looks good. Um, Yeah. But I have Um, one complaint. I think her transformation at the end is really, is not there long enough. Considering that's kind of what they sell the movie. Yeah, it would have been cool to have seen um, that uh, throughout the movie because she looks awesome. Like, that's a cool design. So it would have been cool to, like, have that throughout the film. It's also, like, legitimately, like, a pretty disturbing design as well. So it would have been cool to, you know, kind of see that fleshed out, you know. Um, Also, interestingly, he produced Reanimator as well, like the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's, he's been involved with Reanimator. Like, he has a pretty like a like a stake in that uh franchise so i think it is interesting that he did go on to do um uh return of living dead 3 you know he yeah also wrote honey i shrunk the kids which is a very different movie from this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh yeah i mean it seems like a lot of his work is uh in b movies and this is absolutely a b movie um mm-hmm. So, to get into, I guess, the main plot of the film, or at least discussing parts of it, the most important thing in this movie is the two main characters in their relationship. So, yeah. the question is, did that breathe? Uh, I didn't, I felt like we didn't really have, like, enough time to fully understand, like, why they, um, kind of like their chemistry, um, you know, and uh, I don't know. I also, I also not sure how I feel about uh, him because he's like kind of I don't know. He's a very inconsistently written character in my opinion. Um, I think but, he comes off as kind of a jerk as the movie yeah, goes on. I think so too, especially when he's like, you know, you're so disgusting or whatever. I was like, ah, uh, God, <laughs> you know. Like, I'm more I'm willing sure to I'm give that guy. to him. Because he is okay. panicking, uh, because his girlfriend just ate something. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Where I start to where I start to question it is, he goes from that to telling her that she'll be fine. We can they can get through this together, and then she, even though she is begging for him to like leave her alone, put her out of her misery. Oh, he no, insists you're right. that they can keep going. No, they're you're absolutely correct about that. Um, I I was thinking that too. Um, I I guess just that whole moment, uh, that whole sequence of events kind of spirals into him just being just an unlikable, uh, boyfriend, or yeah. just character in general. Yeah, because I'm with it at the beginning, because I could buy enough that 
he him panicking that she has been killed in that accident, which she caused. Um, mm-hmm. and he has he knows that this you know thing exists that reanimates the dead, but conveniently he doesn't see that they are monsters that eat people. So all he knows is, oh, it revives people. I can bring her back. Yeah. Um, and we kind of get this aspect that he's not really close to his dad, so she's and she's kind of really all he has. Um, so I can see him being attached enough to her to do that, but it makes you see it makes your main character seem like a jerk when he's forcing her to suffer like that. Well, I agree. <clears throat> I do think that we get some of the best horror ideas from her being in this like state between being a human and being a zombie um this movie i don't think this movie is like you know not to be pretentious i don't know if this movie is smart enough for this but the kind of existential kind of horror of being half a zombie and half human and like her kind of constantly being hungry is legitimately like a disturbing idea um you know that i really appreciated um you know like watching it and kind of like thinking about it you know and kind of how i would feel in that situation um you know and i I don't want to be mean to this movie you know because you know there is some like fun stuff to be had um but you know it's not it's not like the higher echelon of horror uh filmography you know oh absolutely well and i feel like this is kind of this is kind of the black sheep of of this franchise Everybody yeah. remembers one because it's really good. Absolutely, two is yeah. just one again, and then this one is completely on the other side of the scale. Yeah, but I think it works for that because I, I think the closest movie to this would be Warm Bodies, which is not the exact same, but they're doing similar stuff with different tones. Mm-hmm. The, this is no, Warm Bodies if Warm Bodies was legitimately like a horror movie well it's like um, uh, yeah I mean it's it's kind of like the more kind of grindhouse version of, of Warm Bodies you know um, where it's also appealing to kind of a different demographic you know uh, just kind of inherently and like just uh, like different target audience as well um so i think that that's really interesting uh to kind of parallel those two pieces like that yeah i could see that yeah um so the other big component to this movie is the human villain and i felt like you could have cut them entirely i agree and just use that dedicated that time to her and her transformation. Um, even though yeah, they do yeah. kind of make me laugh because they're stereotypes bordering on racist. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, it's pretty rough. <laughs> and I did not remember them. I The way <laughs> I remember this movie is her slowly mutilating herself over the course of the movie until you mm-hmm. get to that final form. But no, she like pierces her lip once and then they just instantly cut to that form 
Yeah. I I wondered about that because um, I feel like there could have been like a great opportunity to do things with like identity, you know, in relation to like your partner kind of like changing throughout the course of like the movie, like like you're like some, someone's romantic partner kind of changing to the point of being unrecognizable like that. I feel like they could have played with that, you know, uh, but they uh, they didn't. And instead it's just kind of allocated to one kind of like scene, you know, kind of close to the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so this movie obviously is called Return of the Living Dead 3, but I mean, really, it's just because of the trioxin. Yeah. That's the formula. Do you think that we could remake this under a different name and maybe improve the script? Hmm. I mean, I mean, probably. I, I, I feel like uh, it's a concept that, like, you could probably take and you can kind of do somewhere else, um, you know, most likely. Uh, I think I think that's entirely possible because it's such a base kind of idea, right? Mm. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, f- I feel like you know someone you love dies and bring them back to life. You know, I feel like you could probably do a story like that, and you could probably do it like a million different ways, and probably make it new. Um, you know. Well, the if most you, famous version of that, that is is Pet Cemetery. Absolutely, yeah. Um, or uh, or Frankenweenie, um, you know, is is an example of that where you know a boy's dog dies and they bring the dog back to life. You know. Yeah. So, how do you feel about the girl herself? We talked about the guy a little bit, but how do you feel about what is her name, Julie? Yeah, I thought I thought Julie was. Um, I thought that the actress did a good job. Um, again, I don't have like a super good handle on any like on her, on her like characterization, you know. Um, I don't even know if I really, I, because I mean with with uh, with the guy, it's like I have a handle on his characterization, but I don't think I like that guy. Um, whereas with her, it's like. I don't really know like what her wants or desires are, what makes her tick, you know. Um with the father, we get a little bit more of that later. Um like with with the the mom, you know, passing away and all that and like moving, you know, like and, and him trying to struggling to <clears throat> to cope with that. Um I thought that like that stuff like I, I, I could so I could understand that it's not given a whole lot of depth, but at, at least it's like there, you know. Um, whereas with her, I don't really know what's what's up with that. Yeah, it is kind of odd when the the poster is sold on her. The entire movie yeah. revolves around her, but her entire character is just main character's girlfriend. Yeah, and also she's like, um. And she has like the most interesting kind of conflict as well, you know, um, where like she's kind of struggling to figure. Actually, you know what this reminded me of is um, is I Zombie, the the concept for that, you know, um, where she's like a zombie, but like you know she doesn't want to like fully succumb to that condition, so she has to like eat like food with like brain 
stuff, you know, like I thought like that stuff was like really interesting. Um, you know, and I, I feel like this was kind of, I don't know, it just kind of reminded me of that. And I feel like that's, that's like an interesting kind of status quo for your character to be in. It would have been cool to have fleshed that out maybe and to see how like, but, but, but like kind of give us a little bit more of her, you know, and, and her character, you know? Yeah. I yeah. do kind of wish. Because the way the movie plays it, even though it's sold on the on Julie, is that Kurt is still the protagonist. Mm -hmm. I wish we had just made her the protagonist, and then the boyfriend comes in, and then the accident happens. Because all we I really agree. get about her is she's kind of nuts. Mm -hmm. Like she, we get a line where she's talking about like she really wants to see the see a bunch of animals get cut open. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, it's like when they... It's one of their first scenes together. She's talking about how like they're going to be doing a, like an autopsy on some animals or something. And then that's when they sneak down and see the zombie reanimated. Oh. Wow, And then okay. she causes the accident by groping him on a motorcycle. I don't, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I like this person. <laughs> um geez. they're kind of both awful people. Yeah. But I almost wonder if you have to be to go to the degree extremes that he ends up going to save her. Mm -hmm. But I yeah, think maybe. it could be interesting to start with her being an awful person. But then or at least like he's an awful person, but you know, it's all the front. She's just trying to be, like, cool to impress him. But when she's really yeah. turning into a monster, she realizes that's not who she is. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's strange. Uh, I, 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 feel, I don't want to, like, trash on this movie too much because, like, it, it, I had, like, some enjoyment while, like, watching it, Main, mainly because of the cheap effects. I thought that that stuff was really funny um you know actually when we're talking about this more i kind of just wish that this was just this was just a straight-up comedy honestly like because i feel like this would probably serve us serve us up way better if it was just like um not because return of the living dead the first one from what i remember isn't like farcical but like it is like a bit more exaggerated in a it's lot of ways i just the top. Yeah. yeah like i kind of this maybe this movie just should have been more like that with the kind of characterizations we're getting here so that like i don't know then yeah, that's i don't know <laughs> i think i think that that's where we're heading towards or where i'm heading towards in my opinion rather so i will say before we go any further into some criticisms i at the end of the day this movie has problems and i think it's problems that need to be discussed but as yeah. a b movie that was made for a very low budget i think it is an enjoyable watch but it's obviously it's not never gonna live up to that first film, which I consider a masterpiece. Um, That's fair. I also think this movie could be fun, like with a group of people. I think. Yeah, and I like I like at the end of the day that even even though I wish it was more comedic with certain elements, it knows that what it's what is happening to her is tragic and horrifying. Yeah. No, that 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 stuff is understandable. Like I, I, I can appreciate that for sure. 
So let me ask you this then. Uh, we're going to go back to the beginning here in a minute, but do you mm -hmm. think that the main character is redeemed by doing the right thing at the end and killing him in time? Uh... Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think that, um, I think that that was like, I thought that that was like a nice choice overall. Like it would have been, would have been kind of like rough if like they didn't do that. Um, I don't think that he was like redeemed though. If that makes any sense. Like he was just, he just kind of did what had to be done mm -hmm. in that moment. Well, with this franchise, I don't remember how two ends. Uh, but this franchise is not above having a, a the darker ending where like the zombies win. Mm -hmm. um, so I could have seen them going the route where he makes the selfish choice and the zombie outbreak happens. Because like none of these movies are are really in a con continuations of each other. Mm -hmm. um, so I could have seen them going that route, and I think that could have been interesting. Just because I really do like when a movie is willing to go, like, what if the monster wins? Yeah. Um, so, I mentioned I want to go back to the beginning, because we talked a little bit about, we're not sure if the military stuff is supposed to be satirical or But the beginning is really funny, because that zombie gets out, and the only gun they have takes two people to reload. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know if this is supposed to be satire or if they think this is like legitimately how this would work. That's the yeah, most, no. like poorest design of a gun I've ever seen. Yeah, no, it's very silly. That whole that whole sequence, um, w when the zombie gets out, I was like, oh yeah, like this is like funny schlock, like when the zombie takes the guy and slams him repeatedly against the wall like that, and it looks so like fake. I was like, oh, like this is like fun B movie crap. Like I, I think this is hilarious. And then, as it went on, I was like, oh, it's like really taking itself seriously, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I almost wish if I could rewrite this movie, I would take everything with the the two main characters seriously, but everything around them is insane. Yeah. Uh, maybe kind of like, kind of like you know, like Ash vs Evil Dead, where like. To Pablo and Kelly, it's kind of terrifying and serious. But to Ash and like the the greater world around them, it's just insanity. <laughs> but... No, that that's a that's a good way of putting it. I feel like um, if you if you wanted it to balance the like horror and comedy, uh, the way it's doing it, you, you know, it probably would be a good idea to have. Um, someone there who grounds the situation, and then someone there who, it's you know, he's kind of the eyes in for it being funny. You know, not that this movie needs like an Ash, but like just someone with with that similar role in a way. You know. Now I will say, for being an early '90s film, I think this is mm. still one of the better '90s B movies that I saw. I've seen. Okay, um, that's fair. Because, you know, the 90s start that kind of rough period. Uh, slashers were kind of on their way out. Scream hadn't come out yet. Um, yeah. So, with the zombie designs, because that is really the main attraction. 
They put a lot of thought into some of these designs. Did you have any that stood out to you? Um, I like the zombie design um, when, like, I think it's, like, after um, he exposes her to the, the stuff that makes her a zombie. Uh, they encounter the that one that, zombie. The one that, like, skin kind of, like, rips off itself? Because it's, like, yeah. oh, that one's good. Yeah. And then I liked when the gang leader pops back up at the end and, like, his spine has extended out and it's just a head and a spine. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that's a very uh, disturbing design uh, and, and an interesting, like, concept for a zombie. Because the other thing, too, about Return of the Living Dead, uh, what I remember that first movie is that, like, different appendages can be reanimated as well. And I feel like that part kind of is consistent with that, you know? Yeah, it, it very much is. Um, most famously in the first movie, there is a zombie that's just like a head on a spine with no other limbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing that one eventually, but that's like a 4th of July. Oh, that's fair, yeah. And I'm I'm excited to, to go back to it because I don't really remember too much about it outside of like a couple things. So it'll be fun to go back to that and hey, you know, maybe even see the second movie. Yeah, the second movie's not. It's just, like I said, it's just the first movie again. Yeah, that's fair. Well, um, most of the movie is just, you know, them on the run and him, like, trying to figure out what's happening to her. Uh, Anything else that really kind of stood out to you about this movie? Um... Not really. Uh, some of the score, like the, the the musical composition, I thought was pretty funny. Um, but <laughs> nothing nothing too crazy, you know. Um, I hope that we weren't like too mean, you know. Uh, but, but that's uh, that's you know, I I don't know. It is yeah. what it is. I... Oh, for sure. So again, I just want to reiterate to the people listening. There's problems with this movie that definitely need to be addressed. But this movie does a lot of cool stuff with the zombies and like the undead ideas. And that's what the movie's really interested in. It's just bogged down by unnecessary subplots like the human villains. And that stuff takes away from really developing these characters. And with a plot like this, that really relies on you connecting with the characters and feeling bad for the tragedy that's happening to them. You need to be yeah, able to like, connect to those characters. Like, we have a whole thing about the the main guy um, wanting to be a drummer. I don't think we ever see him once practice the, the drums or anything like that. Like, we never see that, like, ever. It's very... <laughs> I, I don't know. No, that, the only really thing that comes out of that is just when he storms off, he's holding a pair of drumsticks. That's true, but we never see him do anything with yeah. it and, and all that. Yeah, it's very strange that we never see that. The other weird thing is this: I don't remember how it works in the originals, but they kind of they kind of go more Romero with it, where a simple bite can infect you. Mm-hmm. But yet, they they seem to crave brains, like in the old other ones. So yeah. it's really strange that they bite people anywhere but their head. 
Yeah. Well, she does. She does eat uh, the guy's brain in the car. Yeah, but she, the what sets off the conflict with the gangsters is that she bites that one guy on the arm. On the arm, yeah. And then at the beginning, during that really goofy military scene, the one zombie like bites that dude's hand off. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this movie is very inconsistent with that. Wow. Okay, the one thing I do want to talk about because I I actually felt bad for him is uh, mm-hmm. what what is that guy's name? The like homeless guy that takes him in Riverman. Oh yeah, yeah. He was so good, and I felt yeah, so bad for him. Yeah, Riverman's awesome. That scene where they're like putting him into the exoskeleton, I was like, oh man, can't do that to Riverman. Nah, Riverman's cool. I like Riverman. Movies of Zero, it killed Riverman. (laughs) (laughs) So the great uh, Mega Man villain is Riverman. (laughs) Well, Doolittle, despite all the issues that I have with this movie, especially after talking about it, I am still going to give this a three. I think. This is required watching just because it is a unique take on the zombie genre, especially for the time it came out. This was 93. I was only a year old. That's insane. But I would love to see somebody take this movie, this concept, uh, and do it a little bit better. Um, I would recommend to you as well, if you're into that idea of identity with becoming a zombie, uh, there's a movie called Contagion. That does something like that, but it's it, it really focuses on the body horror of it all. Yeah. You might enjoy that. Uh, I'm gonna give it a two out of five, um, just because I feel like um, as much as I had like had like some kind of superficial fun with the movie, um, it very much uh, kind of falls apart in a lot in a lot of ways. Um, and I I'm just not sure if it was ultimately like for me uh just kind of inherently um what it set out to do um but the stuff that was fun was like fun though like it's not like a one it's terrible you know mm-hmm. um but it's just ultimately not like the best thing you know Claps, that's absolutely it's time fair for... well guys uh that is gonna be it for us today and do little i will see you next week um i think we're gonna just go ahead and do the my bloody valentine that we talked about that's right yeah i'm excited to watch that i am excited to revisit it and hopefully it holds up better than this movie did (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure yeah um i I hope it does it's the remake which is gonna be interesting to go to yeah well thank you for watching everybody if you enjoyed this video consider hitting the subscribe button and we will see you next week for another review yeah see you later